Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast, a show where people come together from different walks of life and discuss a topic from their generation's perspective. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Stoney. Hello. And Jason. Hello, everyone. Man, what a <laughs> what a week we've had. <laughs> it's kind of a... Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> we are... I, I cannot believe that we are a majority of the way through june right now yeah like we're halfway through the year yeah mm-hmm. well they say time flies by when you're having fun i guess you're right so i guess we're having fun right and the other part of that at least is, that's is what they say life is not like a box of chocolates it's more like a roll of toilet paper <laughs> no, the closer no. to the end you get the faster it goes <laughs> <laughs> is that true wow wow well it's you know yeah i don't know i, I try to you know they say the older you get the faster time goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hate to view it that way, but I mean, at least at I, this point in my life, everything kind of revolves around kind of the two-week cycle right. of paychecks. I mean, I hate right. it's kind of that's how the the kind of the rhythm works. That's your habit. Yeah. That's yeah. the habit, and you know, um, maybe that's not the healthiest way of looking at life, but. You know, right now, that's kind of how I I operate. Well, the right. Sunday before the last episode dropped, I turned twenty nine years old. <laughs> I just happened to have thirty. Wow. I happened to have thirty years of experience <laughs> of being twenty nine. I see. It's your thirtieth anniversary of turning twenty nine. That's right. Okay. And, um, wow. So okay. I understand the life moving pretty fast. Then yeah. I just been I've been thinking about this as well. Like I mean, with. Um, with time flying by so quickly, I'm, I'm like also looking back at our previous episodes that we have, and I'm not going to get too far ahead of like you know looking looking back so far. But like I'm really happy with the episodes we've come out with this year specifically. Oh yeah, there was like I like I think we've talked about this on the show before. There was kind of a dry period where like because of like your brain surgery and a lot of stuff that was kind of up in the air, it was like a little bit like we want the podcast to keep going, but it was you know, a little bit stressful and to, mm-hmm. to juggle all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and to also not wear you out. Right. <laughs> oh man, that was a rough couple of months. But so I'm like, I'm looking back now and I'm like with the, the wonderful addition of, of Jason. And then of course all these like great episodes that we've, I feel like we've really talked about some awesome stuff at like at the beginning part of this year. And it's like, I'm excited because I think we have a lot of other stuff looking forward. Um, in, yeah, the well, ne- in the next few months, that I think are going to be really, really awesome, and it's just mm-hmm. going to keep that pattern going. We have a lot of good content coming up. I mean, it's uh, we have some interesting topics. Uh, I'm looking forward to you know as we kind of dive into each of these and yeah, and really kind of break that open and and talk about that. To stuff. really to really segue now, uh, uh, a little bit of our plans as we kind of got a little a little jostled around, but. Uh, to kind of segue from you diving into it and again talking about you know the the like reminiscing on the past and of course thinking about how time flies and stuff like i've been just bombarded over the past 24 hours with this whole like titanic submersible thing I hadn't heard about it like yesterday, which for us was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, you guys even shed some light on the situation today about the mm-hmm. fact that it it, it it's it's yeah, no longer yeah they 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 imploded. yeah they said they found debris uh, at the bottom that's uh, sixteen hundred feet I think from the Titanic. Wow. Um, uh, and I, th- I also believe. The time for their air to expire, I believe, had come had expired. was coming to a pass today. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. but the problem with it is, is that the tether broke Sunday morning. But yeah, that's also when the Navy, with its um, electronic sound detection equipment, right. heard the implosion. But also, Monday was the day that Hunter Biden was being indicted on multiple charges. And so no one informed the families, the media, or anybody that they had actually heard the implosion until, I think it was Thursday, probably in the afternoon, 
Um, so you have to wonder what story were they using to hide other stories and things like that? Because if you heard that implosion on Sunday and you didn't tell anybody till Thursday, some that's criminal to me. Mm. That's criminal because then you're going to launch how many ships, how many personnel, how many dollars, U.S. dollars are you going to expend? And then there's people, uh, I forgot, is it the... One of the one of the big space guys is talking about that it was the Americans' fault that they weren't finding it because they were slow to respond. Well, technically, the Americans knew about it Sunday, and this Biden administration decided not to tell anybody anything. And that, I have some problems with that. Well, I mean that that kind of goes into you know is the media. Taking direction from somebody, Before, to, like, but even how they, how what they determine what, but even when they when they break news, I, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the government told them that it was premature and. There was still hope, but who knows? But, but like, but before we talk about any of that, like, I feel like there's like some more important questions to ask. Like before all of that, like, why were they even allowed to go out there with the personnel and the equipment on board? Like, was there no checks and balances in place that could like? Well, is it, there no regulation in that? Well, kind of? the company that, that operated the Titan is called Ocean Gate, right? Um, and from what I understand, it's 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 a lot of money that these people pay to to go down to go see, you know, this, the wreckage of the Titanic. Which you know, right. I'm I'm I don't know if I like this idea of disturbing a graveyard. That's right. Yeah, like it is that. a great site. I, I, yes. I, I, I just. You know, it's it's sort of like going to a graveyard and let's go dig up a grave and mm-hmm. see the the remains. Of, I mean, I kind of view it in that way, and yeah. it's. Uh, uh, I think it's also like the fact that it's like it's all it's like it feels like it's a like a um, like it's a spectacle. Like because of it, well, I'm I mean, not saying it is. I'm just saying like I mean, because no. like of the of like it is like yes, you're right. It is like a graveyard for all intents and purposes. It also feels like a landmark, and I think it, it's also the the fact that it's so far underneath the water and it's hard to get to. Like if there's like, like an added layer of risk upon it. Like well, it'd be one I, thing if just the ship was on shore. Mm-hmm. Two, it's right. what two and a half miles I down. Know. Which you know, I I can't even imagine that. M- depth yeah of water and that's not the deepest part of the ocean no, well not. one of the things that um the owner or ceo of this company has been he stated that he doesn't hire 50 year old white guys to command this thing oh God, that, have you have you seen that because, uh, because number one he said they're not they're not um they're not fun enough. They're not, you know, they're they're too staunch. No, what happened was was that these guys came on board this thing and said it's not seaworthy, and one of them came out and said that and was fired for it. And then the glass, the plexiglass on the front was 7 inches thick, which is only rated to go half the depth that it was going. But mm-hmm. he got fired because he said this. And so Nobody would get on this ship and actually take it down that knew any better. So you're going to hire a bunch of kids because you know what the controller was, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it was a controller. <laughs> no, no, a controller for what? It was like a an old Nintendo. Oh my! It's gosh. a game controller. Yeah. An old Nintendo game controller is what they're using to move this thing up and down. Well, I see the names of the four people that perish. It was a Pakistani businessman. Shanzada Dawood and his son Sulman Dawood, British adventurer Hamish Harding, and French deep sea explorer and Titanic expert Paul Henry Nargalay. If I'm pronouncing his name right, um, I think there was another person because that was four. I think there was five people in there. Yeah, I, I I can't right now. I'm not seeing the the name of the fifth person right now. But, you know, uh, tragedy for their families. Uh, you know, you know that, that that's when you tempt fate. Yeah. I, I think they were just not taking this serious, and I'm surprised that people of, of this stature with this kind of money would kind of take that kind of risk. Um, 
doing this, knowing that this thing was not rated to go to that kind of depth. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's, yeah, that's just, a that's that's uh, you know, you know, it's just you know. it feels suspicious to me. It feels a little bit suspicious because it's like how like I don't understand. Uh, like I said before, I don't understand how any of this um, got approved in any way or how it was like, it just feels a little, um, I don't know, a little, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable, the whole thing. Anyways, uh, there is a website called uh, neal.fun, N-E-A-L.fun, and you can do forward slash the deep sea, or I think it's forward slash deep sea, or you can just type in like the deep sea on Google, I think. It is like a little fun website where you can just scroll down to, and, and as you scroll down, like a ticker in meters, like will count up showing you how, uh, how deep you are in the water. And I found this, uh, like a, like about sometime last week, I think just kind of like watching some YouTube videos, like, Oh, how interesting. And then of course all this stuff comes out and I think it's really interesting, um, to see because as you scroll down, there's all these different like, uh, sea life and like where they reside as far as like, or how far they kind of traditionally go down to. And there is a point when you get, um, 1000 meters deep, which I believe is like 3000 feet deep is whenever uh, they call it the midnight zone and no sunlight is able to reach that depth. Mm-hmm. And total so, darkness. And total darkness. And it says the many sea creatures cope by creating their own light themselves. Luminescent. Bioluminescence yep. is what it's called. Um, and if you go even further, I believe, uh, let me see. I'm scrolling there right now and I'm looking at it. There is a, a picture that uh, is a little picture of the Titanic on here and it shows you how deep it actually is if i can find it <laughs> it's a lot deeper than i thought it was holy jesus <laughs> well the titanic's at like uh 12,500 feet right i'm trying to see in meters another interesting um a little uh, piece of information that i'm i'm seeing here wife of ocean gate ceo descended from titanic victims Oh, wow. Wow. The wife of Ocean Gate CEO is descended from victims of the Titanic wreck of 1912, genealogical records suggest. Wow. Wendy Rush, the wife of Stockton Rush, is the great, great, granddaughter of Isidore and Ida Strauss, the New York Times first reported. The USA Today confirmed the tie through genealogical records online. The couple was last seen together on the deck of the Titanic holding hands as it sank. Whoa. Hmm. According to the UK government's National Archives, Russia's great-grandmother was their daughter, Minnie, who married Richard Weil, said Joan Adler, executive director of the Strauss Historical Society. Um a nonprofit that preserves information relating to the Strauss family. That's crazy. That's that is, and, and so and to and to put things into perspective here, so you have uh, right mm-hmm. here they have um, it says that the Titanic wreckage is at three thousand eight hundred meters, which you're right is about twelve thousand feet. So to think that um, the the Titanic wreckage is th- is three times deeper, give or take, than than the uh, the moment when you can see light. The second, like, you can't see light anymore, do that two more times, and then you got down to where the wreckage of the of the Titanic is. And that is that is crazy for me to... Can like, I it's interject? It's hard to, right hard to fathom that. Yeah. I would like to interject. Okay. Well, everyone knows that we record a couple of days before we drop. Right. But it just so happens that we're recording the, the moment that LSU wins <laughs> their baseball oh, no. game and is going to the <laughs> national championship finals in baseball for the weekend. And okay. hurrah, LSU. How about <laughs> Go that? Tigers. Go Tigers. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I know. I, I, yeah, I, I, I know. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm just, yeah, we got to give a plug out to the Tigers. got to give a plug know? to the Tigers. How about hey. that? That would be, what, two national titles this year? One in basketball and one well, in baseball. If if they if I remember right, if if they if they win, I think they're going to be playing Florida. Um, if LSU can win that, it will be LSU's seventh 
national, national title, title in, in baseball. Base, in, yep. in baseball. And it will be they will be in second place overall, only behind USC in wow. the total number of NC2A titles in baseball. But because this they, year they would have won a national title in baseball and in basketball, right? Didn't, well, didn't Miss Kim Mulkey win a national title in she, basketball? She did. Her, she t- did. her Lady Tigers? That's right. So come on, Tigers. <laughs> Pull <laughs> it off, guys. Come on. Y'all can do it. Well, we'll see what happens. You man. can do it. Oh, yeah. But the to kind of get back on topic mm-hmm. a little I'm bit. sorry. Said, chase, I, I got yeah, yeah. to chase the back on Back time. on the Titanic You're sub. Right. Um, yeah, it's crazy how like the average depth of the ocean is actually a little more shallow than the Titanic's like resting place. Like that's well, the well, it's at one of the deepest places well, in the for, ocean. For, yeah. for all intents well, and purposes, well, actually, there's like mountains in the ocean, and it's just right. where you end where you up. happen to land. There are uh, once you get down, like it's a really cool website for those of you at home that are not like you know super afraid of uh, the deepest part of the ocean. Of course, seeing what all's down there. The website's really cool because there's a bunch of like fun facts about like the animals that live down there, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm not sure what it is in feet right now. I'm pretty sure, like I said, I think it's like times three. Once you get down to 10,000 meters deep, you get to a, a place that says that um, two men, um, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's, it looks like Jacques Picard, Joaquez Picard, I don't know. And Don Walsh uh, on board submarine uh, Triste slowly descended into the uh, Mariana Trench. And their goal was to reach the Challenger depth. Oh, now that's, the Challenger that's the, I think, the deepest point on it's, Earth. It is yes. the deepest part in the ocean. And it says it is 10,000 meters deep, which I think is like 30,000 feet deep. Which I is, mean that's like Mount Everest. Just invert Mount Everest going down. There's a point. There's a point where I think when you're scrolling on this website. It says you have reached the peak of Everest. Going like, di- that, going yeah, the yeah, other going way. The other way. Uh, it says the submarine uh, used a rebreather system that would later be used in space stations or spacecraft. Um, uh, there was barely enough space inside the um, the pressure sphere for both of them actually. <laughs> um, and it said the immense pressure of the deep sea means that any mistake would mean certain death for all of them. Um, uh, during the descent, one of the window panes actually cracked and shook the entire vessel. But uh, it actually, I, I would be like, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's there'd said be that, no way. <laughs> said, no. We need to go back up. Yeah, yeah. It said nevertheless, they continued. Oh, um, see, they're they're pushing. They're just right. testing yeah, yeah, fate. Yeah, yeah. And right. before they pushed, yeah, they tested fate. One right, too many right. times. Yeah. Well, 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 but actually it says that um, uh, even at these unfathomable depths, uh, Jacques and Don could still see life out of the window. Life can survive unimaginable environments sometimes. Life is yeah. incredible because there, there are probably things down at those depths of the ocean we have no idea exist Yeah, because we just... I mean, we've we technically a, we, explored more space than it, we have, we our, have own our own oceans. oceans. I mean, it's yep. just, um, but you would think that our technology, we would have really kind of pushed that tech to yeah. explore the oceans before we jumped out into space. It says after four hours and 47 minutes of anxiety and claustrophobia, they succeeded and became the first humans to reach the deepest point in the ocean, the Challenger Deep. And it's, uh, it's a little bit shy of, uh, uh, Eleven thousand meters, actually. Well, you know, back, ten thousand nine hundred twenty-four. I mean, real quick, back to the Titan. They said at least forty-six people successfully traveled on Ocean Gate's submersible to the Titanic wreck site in two thousand twenty-one and two thousand twenty-two, according to letters the company filed with U.S. District Court in Virginia. Mm. Uh, on the first dive to the Titanic, the submersible encountered a battery issue. And had to be manually attached to its lifting platform. Wow. One filing says, In the high sea state, the submersible sustained modest damage to its external components, and Ocean Gate decided to cancel the second mission for repairs and operational enhancements. Hmm. Mm. You know, one of the things that I, I, it just makes me sad the aunt of the teenager has come out and said, 
she revealed that he was terrified of taking the daring expedition. Um, she told uh, one of the news uh, medias that her nephew was absolutely scared and only agreed to go on the expedition because it was so important to his Titanic-obsessed father. Yikes, dude. And he told his family that he was very concerned about the tour and wasn't very up for it. No. <laughs> he got, you know, Arthur, no. uh, Arthur Lobel, L-O-I-B-L, uh, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, a retired businessman from Germany, took a dive to the site two years ago. Imagine a metal tube a few meters long with a sheet of metal for a floor. You can't stand. You can't kneel. Everyone is sitting close to or on top of each other. He told the Associated Press, you can't be claustrophobic. I don't know if I could do that. There's, there's, only, no, there's no, no way there's I could no do there's that. No, I could do that. I'm, I'm not scared of that. But the only thing, you think about that, you had five people on there, and you had you didn't even have a five-gallon bucket to piss in. No. I, exactly. it's a, it was a little bitty mm-hmm. bucket, maybe a quarter of the size of that, and it's ridiculous. But you know who's kind of come out, and and he blames the Ocean Gate CEO as Titanic director, director James Cameron. He says he can't believe that um, through all of this that they didn't listen to the misgivings about the Titanic and no Mm -hmm. one was listening to the misgivings about about this either. He he said somebody should have listened. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, mean, look at during the two point four two and a half hour descent and ascent, the lights were turned off to conserve energy. He said, with the only illumination coming from from a fluorescent glow stick. The dive was repeatedly delayed to fix a problem with the battery and balancing weights. In no, total, dude. In total, the voyage took ten and a half hours. <sighs> it took the it took the other guys get, reaching the Challenger depth four hours and four and three quarter hours. Uh, it's, these, it's it just this, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Whenever you have, there's a reason why. Whenever you have spacecraft, whenever they don't have humans in them. And it's a lot of money on the line. How like even the simplest changes of things will shut down a launch because it's like okay, let's go. Like some things aren't working properly. Some things are acting a little bit fishy. Let's shut it down. And let's go ahead and analyze everything, and we'll we'll wait for the weather to get okay again. And then because it's the same sort of thing. It's like we're dealing with like a lot of expensive equipment. Heaven forbid, like if we actually decide to launch people into space, and then we don't check our all well, of our I'm stuff. A, I'm gonna tell you, I, I I feel like this is the I, same sort they, of thing. They, I love the quotes from people. <laughs> what is Stockton Rush, the CEO of OceanGate? He's a Princeton graduate, and he's the Titan submarine entrepreneur. Insisted Atlantic dives were not dangerous, and once said, "At some point, safety is just a pure waste." If you just want to be safe, don't get out of bed. No, I mean, well, I mean, I, 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 get, <laughs> well, hello. I get where he's coming from. Don't live your life in fear where you can't do anything because you're constantly scared of something. But if you're dealing with the 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 ever looming threat of the ocean and the immense pressure and the and the who knows what kind of sea life is down there, mm-hmm. and you have four other people's lives in your hand, there's a moment where you're like, you gotta, you just gotta be a little bit more cautious well, than just I mean this this guy because at that point I mean look where you are now this, I mean, and, and I feel like, I feel like that's a little that's a little hurtful probably a little too soon to say that but I'm like I don't know I feel like that's a little mean but well, I'm like but it's the truth I feel like well <laughs> it's Stockton Rush he was 61 uh he founded the company in 2009 Paul Henry Nargolet 73 a French maritime explorer and director of the underwater research program at Premier Exhibitions, RMS Titanic Incorporated, the only company with exclusive rights to recover the artifacts from the Titanic wreck. Hamish Harding, 58, a British explorer, private jet dealer, and chairman of Action Aviation, global sales company in in business aviation. Shazada Dawood, 48, a member of one of Pakistani's most prominent families, and Sulman Dawood, 19, son of Shazada Dawood. So, and that's the part, I think that's the, that's the, maybe that 19 year old probably should have listened to his gut because his gut was telling him something wasn't yeah. right. And that, like, it makes me so upset. It's like, it's one thing to have a bunch of old guys that, again, feel like they have some sort of God complex because they're rich or they're successful. 
but like, man, yeah, this young guy out here who, like, I mean, like, <laughs> I remember whenever I was 19 and I felt like, I mean, I felt like I've been through a lot, you know, I felt like I had, uh, I didn't have like the, the, um, like most young men, I didn't feel like I was invincible, but I did feel like, I mean, you know, at that point in my life, I was like, I've been through some stuff. I know at least a little bit about myself. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not everything, but I was like, but I have a pretty good grasp on who I am. And then of course, you know, fast forward three or four years into my mid twenties. And I'm like, man, I really didn't know a whole lot about myself at all. I just thought that I did. And so even like keeping that in mind, like trying to think about that young guy, it's like, man, it's just, guy had potentially his whole life ahead of him. Well, you know, this guy that's this CEO, you know what he kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of a person we discussed last week. And I'm wondering if how Uh-oh. I began the episode last week, Uh-oh. is it, is, <laughs> is it, is yeah. it, it's better to burn out than to fade uh, away? I mean, maybe he's, he, you know, he's kind of one of these people that are willing to push the envelope. But, you know, in this particular case, this person knows better, better technology available mm. to them um, versus Amelia yeah. Earhart. Um, but yeah, this is this is this is just a tragedy. I, I you know, I just feel I, like for the amount of money that like was kind of like talked about, a quarter of a million dollars a ticket. Like, I'm and, just and, saying, and it's going to fall to the taxpayers to pay this because they don't. The Coast Guard doesn't charge. Well, no. I'm just talking, I, I, he was talking about well, how, to, how much to get on the ticket. I'm, and go. Uh, I'm just talking about the fact, like, even if we just talk about hypothetically two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I know that's probably not enough to like make a submarine, but like, I have to imagine like that money is probably going into some people's pockets. It probably is paying some sort of fees or you know legal stuff or whatever. But like, I could be ignorant, and I'm and I'm willing to say that. But like, I would imagine that that money if that's paid in advance, can go to like to buy some better equipment to help make this a little I, bit better, a, I just like a think more safer it's, trip. It's, I just think it's it's it was the sub they used. I mean, the, the sub was just not rated for what... Right. It wasn't. It was a it was not. It, it, they were probably cutting corners. You're right. And, it, you know, maybe if he was willing to maybe put more money into that sub, maybe he would have brought, you know, brought the sub up to, to the level it needed to be to go down to those depths. And that, to, to bring it back kind of towards the beginning of the conversation, I was like, it just feels a little suspicious for me. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that this was all planned or whatever, but it's like, just because you may have had a few lucky runs and you made it through in the past... But you don't know what the compression is if you had those lucky runs. You're like right. you said, let's say you made 10. What is bringing it that ship down 10 times and bringing it back up? What is it doing to the actual composition yeah. of the materials? It in just it? It, it feels careless. How do you how do you make a diamond? Anybody know? Oh, yeah. Pressure, Pressure and heat. Right. Yep. So what do you, what are you making or <laughs> changing the composition of the you know um, the mm-hmm. composite and the I just think I think it's bad practice. I, if, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I think I because well, you don't know. We don't have enough testing it, to even know. We haven't sent something down there. Mm-hmm. You know, when NASA tests something, they have vacuums that they can put right. something in that m- equal space. So they put it in there and they suck all the air out of it. And they do that a hundred times. They do that a thousand times and watch what happens to to the the equipment, to the materials. And then they test it. There's nobody in there with it. And and I think that's, that's what I'm trying to say is like, whenever you talk about NASA or SpaceX or whatever that are going through all these like, you know, trial runs of things, like you, you're dealing with like equipment, but you also want it to succeed, right? And and it, well, feel, yeah. it, feel, it feels it feels like you it feels like you care, and you could see like the people that are like behind it that are like really wanting this to. But like, that's succeed. not what he was selling. But I, and that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is where it feels fishy. Is like I feel mm-hmm. like this. It just feels a little careless. Yes, it well, does. It's like if you're if you're as good as you say you are, why did you write off on this? Like mm-hmm. that. This does not seem. Well, it says the Titan submersible submersible uh, was eight feet high, nine feet wide, and twenty-two feet long. It was designed mm. to reach about thirteen thousand feet and travel at three knots. The company says 
Um, says. Mm. <laughs> yeah. They, the Claims. Fe- but, <laughs> but now they know that the plexiglass yeah. on the front, seven inches, wasn't designed right. to go but half that. Right. The vessel, yeah, they said the vessel had five-inch thick carbon fiber and titanium hull and four 10-horsepower electric thrusters, according to court findings. Hmm. So... I don't see anything. I mean, you, I, I didn't see anything here about the, the actual plexi. That's to me, that's inexcusable. Then, if it's, um, yeah, you know, if it's, it not, wasn't razor for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, that's that's just to me. It's yeah, it's just sad all around. Like, regardless of if it's like a political thing that they like decided to talk about this now, make it a big deal, or like besides all that, it's just it's just sad to think that you know there's five people that went down there and are not coming back, like regardless of if they're, you know. Well, he said science writer and CBS correspondent David Pogue, who boarded the submersible for a, for a report that aired in November, told USA Today he was concerned about the vessel's safety. Mm-mm. There were parts of it that seemed to me to be less sophisticated than I was guessing. Mm-mm. You drive it with a PlayStation video controller. Yep. Some of the bull- the ballast are old, rusty construction pipes. Pogue said there were certain things they looked like they cut corners. Mm-mm. So, gosh, dude. right now I'm I'm looking it at feels like a cash you know I, it's it's I love looking at some of these high-res photos of the actual Titanic wreckage sitting on the ocean floor, and it's yeah. yep. it's like an alien landscape. I mean, it it's is. just... Especially when you think about it, there's no light down there. Like, that's yeah. the crazy thing to me. It's like all those, like... Yeah, like, how do you... I don't know. Well, they said, uh, you know, eventually a lot of these ships are eventually just going to rust away, yeah, and they're right, just going to... Yeah. There's going to be nothing left. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see a... Uh, I did see an animation one time regarding shipwrecks mm. and they show different ships at different depths of where they're at. So it was really? pretty interesting. The Titanic is not the deepest. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. They have a couple other wrecks that are deeper than the Titanic, if you can imagine that. Crazy. You know, so. Well, David Lockridge, who was Ocean Gate's director of marine operations in 18, came out and said, that the transparent viewport on its forward end was only certified to reach a depth of 1,300 meters or 4,300 feet, only a third of the depth required to reach the Titanic. He was also concerned that OceanGate would not perform non-destructive testing on the vessel's hull before undertaking manned dives, alleging that he was repeating, repeatedly told not to scan the hull or bond line that could be checked for delaminations or voids. So he wasn't even like doing proper like checklist stuff beforehand. And that might have been why he was let go. Because he <sighs> kept saying to do it and they kept telling him not to. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a tragedy that, you know Yeah, but unfortunately there there are other I mean, it's gonna happen. There are other people that are trying to make money and they're cutting corners on this kind of stuff because you have You've got people. Well, you know, I'll tell you a fun fact. When Magnus found out about this, my stepson, mm-hmm. he said that if he ever had the opportunity to go down there and look at the Titanic, he would sell everything that he owned to get a ticket for it. No. So there is still people out there, including my stepson, that no. would go tomorrow. Uh, you know what? If you have that much money, mm-hmm. I mean, that tells me at that point, you you've you've gotten bored. You're looking yeah. for the 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 extremes to try to give you some motivation in life. You're adrenaline junkie. It, well, it is, but and, and and there are a lot of people. I mean, if you think about that, for people who have that kind of wealth, I mean, I can imagine it kind of gets difficult after a while. It wouldn't motivate you to get up and out of bed in the morning. I, I would absolutely love to have that opportunity to find out. Well, I'm, I'm sure I think it. we all would, but I mean, the fact Since that... Since in this world we can identify as anything, mm-hmm. I'm identifying as a billionaire and the government <laughs> needs to give me my money. And I'll let, I'll let y'all know how it goes. 
It's well, they, well, I know the uh, the lottery last time I saw mm-hmm. was pretty high. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, go spend a buck and, you know, who knows? You might get lucky. That's right. just, it, there's I a, used up all my luck with Miranda. When I got her, <laughs> I used up all my luck. She, the, uh, she's lucky to have you. Uh-huh. There is a certain point where you start cutting too many quarters and you don't have anything left, I feel like. And this is one of those moments where it's like you can, you can just keep trying to like uh, – I, I get your phrase now in a different meaning, uh, rather burn out than fade away. And I, and I get where you're coming from, but that feels more like you're trying to scam people into, mm-hmm. into something. Can I ask a question? Like. Did yeah. anybody remember the episode we did on things you should not pinch pennies on? Yeah, I was an <laughs> old one. My, my top three was brake pads, cheese, and toilet paper. There Don't get go. the single ply <laughs> stuff. I think we might have to broaden that out and um, yeah. you know, let somebody think about that for a minute because there might be some things other than those that you don't well, want to pinch I, pennies I, on. I don't know what the operational cost of this of this business, had, you know, what it would cost to, to operate this submersible and yeah all uh, i'm saying is if it feels like if the person actually cared more it wouldn't have been we wouldn't been talking about this you know what i mean it feels careless i i just think after a while if you have all these little issues that are popping up you know maybe you need to think you know i i I need to i really need to maybe get some independent people look at, at my equipment and go what do i need to do to make this absolutely as right. safe as possible. Now, nothing is 100%. You're right. Everything. It's, I mean, the U.S. Right. Navy sometimes loses submarines. You're right. I mean, it happens. I mean, well, and, that, and that's what I'm saying is like when you start talking about like the the fickleness of like trying to get into space or just being in space or like going down to these like outrageous depths in the ocean, like all these like little things that you may feel like, oh, I don't need to, I, I just, I don't need to worry about all these things. Like, cause what was the phrase he said? Like, I'm not even going to get out of bed. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to live your life in fear, don't, like, like I want to be safe, don't get out of bed. Uh, and and I, I, I hear uh, that, but I feel like that's on the far end of the spectrum in the other direction. There's a, there's a, like, whenever you start dealing with these, like, super extremes of, like, not only, like, space and the depth of the ocean, and also, like, extremes like, you know, I'm going to be careless and not be, uh, not have any kind of fear at all. And also, I'm going to be, like, I I'm, live my life in total fear and I can't get out of my bed. There's, like, this... What is it called? Like a, a like a plot graph or whatever, where it's like okay, so if, but it, whenever we're starting to deal with these like outrageous conditions, these little decisions, these like little things, where like you may feel like you're being a little too scared or a little bit too nitpicky on some things, could be the difference between you coming back home or not. And it's like that's like you could sit here and go like ah, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to worry about this. And you're like that. You're probably most of the time you're probably fine. But then there's a point when it's like all these like little th- corners you're cutting, and before you but, know it, but you're... see that's the difference. That's the difference when you're talking about space exploration. Number one, you have a whole team of people that do nothing but crunch numbers, right? And then you have men and women that you've trained and trained and trained, and they know that they are doing something that nobody's ever done before. But you're selling the mission of exploration. What this guy did, the CEO of this company, he's not selling anything other than the fact that he's taking advantage of people wanting to see the Titanic. And that's it. And he is cutting all the corners to make it as profitable for him to take advantage of people that want to see the Titanic. He doesn't care about safety. He said that. What's important is, is that you pay me a quarter of a million dollars and I'm going to take you down there and I'm going to shine a light on the Titanic and maybe you're going to see something. And there's a huge difference in exploration and taking advantage of people's, you know, wanting to see the Titanic. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, there's I, a big difference in You know, I, I mean, the guy, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of coming out that maybe he was a little careless in, in how he mm-hmm. approached, uh, you know, his operation. But, I, I, you know, part of me also realizes that that kind of, like, I'm charging straight ahead. It's probably what made him rich. Yeah. I mean, it was that attitude that really, I mean, I hate to say it, that's, you kind of have to be that way. If you really want to go create wealth, you got to have a lot of confidence and you got to be willing to take a lot of chances. And, you know, unfortunately, 
you know, it, 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 it eventually bit him in the butt and, and it right. cost him. So, but I mean, that's probably what drove his entire life mm-hmm. was that kind of attitude. Sure. You know, um, I don't know if he becomes what he becomes without that attitude. I mean, you don't become rich by being, mm-hmm. you know, scared to, to do things. I mean, most right. people that are wealthy, and I'm talking about lots of money, yeah, uh, generally are, are, are kind of risk takers. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's high risk, high reward. Well, Edison said he failed 10,000 times before he finally succeeded. So all these guys have taken risks. Yeah, they all do. They I mean, all. it's just it just in this particular case, you know, he he rolled the dice one too many times and it mm-hmm. it it just it crapped mm-hmm. on him. I mean, it he rolled he rolled craps. I mean, it's done. And uh when you're in a high risk situation like that, it just the littlest thing goes wrong. And you're in trouble. I mean, yep. because you have no one there. And I, I you know, maybe they say the tether broke. Um, uh, I think this might lead to having double 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 lines now on mm-hmm. these on these submersibles. That way you have at least a fail safe. Yeah. If one breaks and you have another one there. So right. but I would be I'd be very curious but if is there's that just another corner they cut, you know what I mean? Like is there more safety checks? Well, unless, unless, there? unless the the you know, government You're mandates right. some some different things. This is what that's what I think I've been trying to say this entire time. <laughs> like I don't like like how come there was nobody there? Like I like I guess I, because I, I'm too much I, I think too much in the airplane world where there's regulations on everything. And I guess I'm just too hyper fixated on that to where like you can't really do things in airspace because mm-hmm. it's so regulated for, uh, for a good reason to keep it safe. There's a reason why air travel is as safe as it is because of, you know, years and years of, you know, certain regulation or certain people that have to follow certain rules, just like right. the road, ex- mm-hmm. you know, except more strict in the air. So I think I think I'm I'm putting that um that same mindset towards marine stuff but I don't think it's actually that way and I think I'm realizing that now it's like it kind of just feels like the wild west to me where I'm like this person could just like go out there and do this and like there's no there's nobody there to go like um that's not up to code get that get that crap out the yeah, water I don't I really don't know, the, you know I, mean? I don't know the intricacies of of, right. of seafaring vessels I mean I know they all have to pass coast guard inspection but right. that's if it's an american company he wasn't even operating right. in American. Wasn't he Canadian? Yeah, he was in international. He water. was in international waters. He could mm-hmm. have a little island somewhere right. and, and and have a you know six by yeah, nine building I, I, saying you know this is. Yeah, I don't know what 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 his base of operations. Uh, where where was he operating out of? I think it was know? Canada. I was it was he a Canada. Canadian company? I think so. Like that's, well, I, that's I would think Canada I probably has the same regulations as as the United that, States. Uh, that's no. all I'm saying. I mean, maybe not. All I'm trying to say, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, at the very top of this whole conversation, is like, was there nobody there that's like, you're taking... We need to find that out. You're taking... Can somebody look that You're up? taking how many people... I, I'm just in, curious. What oh, wait, what are see. regulations on sea... On what is the... Deep sea exploratory view of, of submersibles? First, first thing, what is the, the, the company called? Deep Blue? Whatever, no, or, it was or, Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate. Wow, I wasn't even close. Ocean Gate... Uh... Okay, well, <laughs> what a riveting conversation here. <laughs> I'm trying to look up where they're located, and I can't find it. Let's see. Um, the state-of-the-art uh, is OceanGate a U.S. company. Uh, the state-of-the-art designed and engineered by OceanGate is a collaboration with experts from NASA, Boeing, and the University of Washington. Made its sea debut in 2018. Is is the Bahamas based company that uh, operates U.S. based mm. Ocean Gate? So, uh, okay, yeah, that's Bahamas. They got you know, that a lot of a lot of people will go off to the Bahamas because there's nothing really there to regulate them. So, I especially see. money. Yeah, he can kind of do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of understand that as a business person. You'd 
I mean, know, the I less, get it, the less, but... the less regulations, the you know, probably the less you know, out you know, outlay of money you got to put out for for different things. But, but at what cost? <laughs> oh, I, I know, yeah, right, yeah, but I mean, thing. you know, I mean, yeah. well, he's saying this thing was a collaboration with you said NASA, Boeing. Those are big. That's what I'm saying. International. I mean, that's. I mean, but, I mean, NASA is a space the space program, and and Boeing is a. Uh, you know, an international aviation yeah. company. I mean, so this is not like little, you know, small time players here. All right. Um, now that you once again, I mean, you can collaborate on building something, but you right. know how much money you willing to put into to do it, and how much other thing is also just because you put money into it and you have like collaborators, doesn't mean they're like going to actually write off on it. No, that's yeah. or like or I'm make sure it's no, safe. There, like yeah, I don't yeah. know if there's like he, you know, okay. Here it is. Uh, what sort of testing that right. this the submersible went through to say, okay, you're good to go. Exactly. Uh, now, as I said, is now, that here's a- part of the problem. OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush has an estimated net worth of twelve million dollars. Well, he's not that. No, he's, he's not. He's he's not rich. He's yeah. He's lower. Poverty rich. $12 million is no money. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about that kind of level of, of players, I think that's that he's kind of poor, actually. Gosh. You know, well, I mean, you think about it. I know, you're right. I mean, I'm not saying people wrong, that but... are worth a whole lot more than $12 million. Well, you know, Elon Musk is in the space game. The Virgin guy, what's uh, Richard Branson? Richard Branson is they're billionaires, oh. multiple billionaires, right? And they have the money to put in this. I say I can drop a billion dollars and say, hey, let's design a spaceship. Well, you yeah, can well, probably do it. If one of them said, hey, I'm gonna drop a billion dollars, let's explore the bottom of the ocean. They could probably get well, it I done. Mean, was it Elon Musk spent forty billion buying Twitter? Forty billion dollars. Yeah, but I'm talking about if you're going to dump money into doing some real exploration, right. you're going to need billions, well, yeah. not twelve million dollars. No, and let's I mean, try I, to I, mean get it I, done. Said, I don't know what the cost of. I mean, I don't know what the. I just think that I thought the guy would be worth at least somewhere in the you know the two to three hundred million range. Mm. You know, for people that are kind of engaged in that kind of. Yeah, you know, business. I, I thought they would be worth a whole lot more money than twelve million dollars. That that's kind of surprising to me. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about on this this matter? Because that's a uh, all I really want to talk about. Just the emotional side of it for me is just the fact that it's like, just don't. This is this is what I keep trying to tell Magnus, and I try to yeah try to inspire Magnus. Right. Elon Musk's aerospace aspirations are set to be helped by the youngest employed software engineer on the planet. Kieran Quasi, mm-hmm. 14, landed a prestigious job at the space, the space Explorations Company's satellite team shortly before his upcoming graduation from Santa Clara University. Wow. 14. That's crazy. 14. I keep trying to tell Magnus, dude, apply yourself. Mm. You could do it too. He's that smart. He just he uses his powers for evil instead of <laughs> yeah. good most of the time. I'm like, yeah. use well, your powers I mean, for good, and you could do anything you wanted. Mo- most successful criminals are generally pretty smart people. It's just unfortunate they use their intellect toward mm-hmm. criminal activity instead of yep. legitimate business. Right. I mean, you know, so it's. But know. see, this is the thing. We don't know who this other guy hired. Elon Musk is out there trying to hire the brightest and the best to accomplish what he wants, and that's to get to Mars. That's well, what he that wants. That to me is the uh, every time I see pictures of of the rover mm-hmm. out there, I just look at the Martian landscape, and it fascinates me. Mm-hmm. It, it really, really does. I mean, I I, I kind of wish to a degree I could like be frozen and woken yeah. up like. Two three hundred years in the future, when we've kind of created that tech where that yeah. kind of travel is is every day. Right. I mean, I just think that's kind of fascinating. Where we could go down to the depths of the ocean with no problems. Yeah, you know, I, I there are a lot of UAP objects oh, no. that seem to be able to. Yeah, uh, that's right. To uh, uh, travel through the the uh, the water with no problems. Mm-hmm. 
So, and UAP is exactly how the U.S. government is getting around the declassification of documents and the Freedom uh, of Information well, that, Act. I think we have an episode coming up to discuss mm-hmm. UAP. So. <laughs> yeah. There's a little oh, hint man. for you listeners yeah. coming up. Yeah, I think well. we need to talk about that. Uh, it's, just too, it's too much in the news now. Oh, so. yeah. There's a lot happening with that. Yep. Well, anyways. But when, when the media comes out and tells you, this is the biggest story of the day. You need to look and see what story they're trying to hide. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd... Because this Titan expedition thing, was we were told, was the greatest story. No. This week, Hunter Biden getting indicted on weapons and tax charges. Well, supposedly he took a plea deal for He took a I... plea deal and won't do any he time in won't. jail. <laughs> really? Crazy. People like that don't get... Uh, People like that don't really suffer consequences. Is is no, is, no, no, is no, Uncle no. Joe gonna um, pardon him? Eh, could be. Never know. Mm-hmm. Would not surprise me. But that's uh that's yeah. a that's a topic for another day. Yeah. That could be another topic. <laughs> that's a big topic. Yes, right there. we we can name that one. Uncle Joe, your mask mm, is no. peeling off because <laughs> oh, it looks like there's three separate Uncle Joes out there, <laughs> and depending on what they need done, they're using the stand-in. Well, everybody out there who's listening, please let us know if there's any other yes. topics that you would like us to uh, to talk about. We got this cool, sometimes we can't think of everything. We got this cool new service, uh, dot.cards forward slash retrospect pod. dot.cards forward slash retrospect pod is where we have all of our social media links, where we, where you can reach out to us on Facebook and give us a comment or. A suggestion, if you will. We have the email address down there now where you can also, you know, those more lengthy comments, you can put them there and a couple of our uh, platforms you can listen to us on. But uh, anyways, until next week, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. God bless everyone. You're the best. Peace. Peace.